Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi. Hello. That's a yawn there. Yeah. Well, I drove from St. Louis today. Mm-hmm. Went up to St. Louis on Friday night. Hung out with Sorry all day Saturday and drove back today. Have a good time. Oh yeah. Good. I slept for twelve hours on Friday night, <laughs> and then twelve hours last night too. Like I was asleep, and you know what? I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to go to bed now. Well, first we have to record this podcast thing we do. This Zompocalypse Now podcast. This very thing. Oh, you're already soaking in it. (laughs) I Uh, am Tim. I am Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now. And the dog you cannot see lying on the couch with the big ears is Maisie the zombie dog. Uh Uh-huh. Who is... uh, One of these days we will have a picture of her up on the Facebook page where she's not like lying down. But Uh she is... She's the kind of dog that if she's moving, she's really hard to take a picture of. Yes. And if she's, she's and then she's lying down. <laughs> yeah, so she's yeah, she's still a little puppy, so when she's not when she's not asleep, she's in attack mode. Yeah. So <clears throat> and uh puppy classes start next month. Okay. There you go. So this is the second episode of Fear the Walking Dead, the fourth season or the reboot season. Right. And uh, if you listened to last week's podcast, which hopefully you did, you heard us say that basically we really liked The Morgan Show, mm-hmm. which was very, very interesting, a lot of fun, right? and very good television. And it went in really classic spinoff style, you know, the character from the original show, branches off on his own, immediately is, is beset with two new zany buddies, mm-hmm. uh, and then at the end he's... Maggie Grace and Garrett Dillahunt? Yes. Then he's caught by um, our original Fear the Walking Dead cast. And there was a touch of disappointment, actually. But mm, it, was, thing, yeah. it, was, it was a good episode. And this episode um, is the reverse, actually. It is the original Fear the Walking Dead cast. Right. With Morgan and Garrett and... and, and uh, uh, Mor- Althea. Morgan, Althea, John Dory. John Dory pop up at the end. Right. So we get to find out, like, uh, apparently Madison has has pulled back together Strand and her kids, Nick and Alicia, mm-hmm. and she even found Lucy, which was Nick's girlfriend for a little bit, but not the old guy, the old Salazar guy, Daniel. Right. Not Daniel. Daniel's gone. And they've been living in a baseball field, on a baseball field, for over a year. With like 40 some other people. 40 to 45 other people. And it seems to be a pretty good existence. Right. And Madison does not appear to be actively psychotic. Right. Which she actually addresses in the episode, whereas, you know, because of the life they were leading, mm-hmm. that's that they became those kinds of people, but now they've had this place where they've been able to be to have a little mm-hmm. community. Yeah, Nick is gardening badly. He he ruins some turnips. Well, the ex, the implication is that he's actually been gardening quite well. The weevils are ruining the turnips. Yeah. 
and they discover that the turnips have been going bad, and they're not sure why. Uh, ultimately, discovering that they have a weevil infestation. And if you've ever gardened uh, on any kind on a, on a larger scale, you know that the there's all kinds of bugs that can do serious damage to your food. I was thinking weevils, as in torchwood weevils, <laughs> when he first said it. That'd be the, that's the crossover. Well, that's what first popped into my brain with when he said weevils. Because John Barrowman added to this show would be just what this show mm-hmm. needs. Because he and Strand, Jack Harkness and Strand, would just be. Ping, 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 ping. Amazing. Ping, Anyway, so um, everything is going pretty good there. Everybody's having a great time. There's a there's a new young lady who's come, uh, probably what under fifteen. Yeah, uh, a little girl who's come in and and she's been separated from her family and and there's a scene where Madison is talking to her and the perspective doesn't give you a sense of how far these two people right, are right. apart. Well, they're chatting and she's trying to get her to tell her where her family was last time she saw her and more information just in general about and the so past. they start she starts kind of doing her guidance counselor thing where she kind of changes the subject but doesn't really change the subject mm-hmm. and she's talking and you, and you can it's just a shot of Madison and you can hear the little girl talking and then the camera pulls out and it's still just Madison standing there. And then Madison talks, and you hear the little girl talk, and the camera pulls out some more, and it's still just Madison standing there. <laughs> and you and... looked over at me and went, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then it pulled out a little, the final little tiny bit, and it was Matt. The girl's just standing farther away than she had appeared to be standing. And But at the same time, we all, when we left Madison... Uh, she really was in that place where you could see her ending up like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, she basically turned into a, a monster. Right. And the arguments of why she was a monster, you know, we, we've discussed them in previous episodes. There's reasons she is the way she is. And, and there's something and, to be said yeah. for her. I will kill you all to save my children mentality. Yeah. You think you think you're trapped. You're that I'm trapped in here with you. <laughs> you are in fact trapped in here with me. She is the Rorschach is of the, the exact <laughs> is exactly who Madison is. Yeah. You think that you have the best of me, but let me just make sure you know that me and these two kids are walking out the door when this is over. Whether or not you walk out the door. That's really up to you. That's always kind of been Madison's thing. Well, but she also has the track record of leaving a series of settlements burned, burned to the to ground. Them. Yes, she lets the her. fuck out of her shit. Uh, but, so but they've been at this place, the baseball diamond, for they call it the diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been at the diamond for over a year. And she seems at peace. I mean, she right. seems comfortable. She feels the connection between her and the kids mm-hmm. um, seems good. Nick seems to Nick Nick washed his hair. Yes, Nick Nick has a haircut. I think he has a haircut. His hair is shorter and it's washed. He seems very happy. Lucy is there. Everything seems to be going great. Um, uh, Alicia and Madison are getting along really well. They're yeah. joking with each other. Madison Madison's working too hard to the night because she's building a little a little room for the for the girl and they're going to go out and look for her parents just as soon as the sun comes up. And they have this little moment, this little character moment where. They, Madison is talking to the other members of, I guess the other leaders of the community. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we need to go do this. And they're like, uh, you're outside of radio range. 
you know, that's not safe. And she's like, well, um, we brought you, we, we say, went out and got you and he's, and, and you turned out okay. And the guy looks at her and goes, I was inside radio range. And she's like, I'm going anywhere. And they're like, fine. But it was like, it was, yeah. it wasn't just her making, you know, decisions for other people. It was her consulting these, she was still going to do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but at least she was explaining her reasons to these folks and they were like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Right. And there's also a little guy whose name I didn't ever catch. He just like bops up and sits down at the table like he knows all of them. And I was like pointed red shirt. <laughs> And, like, it looked like Strand kind of got it, too, because Strand came up like, huh, we've been here for over a year. Let's have some syrup with our eggs. And so he's, like, doling out syrup when the guy shows up, and he's, like, kind of taken aback. And then later, when they're getting ready to go look for the little girl's family, the guy walks up again, and Strand is like, aren't you supposed to be on watch? And he's like, yeah. You seem to know my schedule schedule better than I do. And Strand looks up and goes, I made your schedule. (laughs) He's like, come on, let me go. And Strand's like, no, you are staying here. You're fulfilling your duties. And then later, Madison and, uh, it's Madison and Lucy and Alicia that go with Strand. Yeah. And they're all like, so what's his name wanted to come? And uh, and and Strand's like, shut up! <laughs> and they're like, why didn't you let him come? And and Strand's like, shut up! Shut your dumb faces! <laughs> and so Strand's got a little boyfriend. Or well, he's got wannabe a wannabe boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and in the course of in the course of the episode, we get we talked about last week uh, how what we basically been hearing was that this was going to be a word. They're not going to talk about. The intervening events between right. that, and we're getting some hints that that we are going to get some of that. Uh, Nick has some flashback stuff, but but instead of giving everyone the info dump about their pasts, there's a conversation between Lucy and Strand where Strand basically, with without going into detail, sits there and says, you know, he talks about his relationship with Madison, and you the the implication between that and some other conversations is it's the reason Strand isn't willing to get involved with this guy is because he's he's kind of afraid of what this guy's going to find if he Mm -hmm. gets too close. He's not that he's uninterested in the man. He's afraid of the man's going to not like who Strand really is. Right. Uh, Which is a perfectly normal human reaction, um, which is kind of interesting with this show because there aren't always, that isn't always what's happening with these characters. And even later, like, uh, so they go out to find... This little girl, her name is Charlie. They go out to find her family, and they find this place with all these silos. And they, 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 first come, silos. they come to this town, and it's deserted. And I looked over at you and went, did they get an address from her? <laughs> and you're like, no. And I'm like, so they're just going to search the entire town without knowing where they're going. Well, Looking they for did a do, couple people, right? They you, did do... She did point in a, in a, a direction... And then the the library book she had was from a library at that town. Yeah, so they but weren't... It's, it's a bunch of. It's. I mean, you don't get it. What this something else the show does the, poorly, like the its parent show does, is there's no sense of scale for this town. There could be ten houses. There could be a hundred houses. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know it's Texas towns range in size like anything else. Yeah. So um, searching house to house seems like. You know, it, they're acting like it's going to be a short trip, but realistically, to search a, to search a, a decent sized town will take days. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just weird. I mean, it's one of those things where, again... Well, they start noticing weird stuff kind of right away. Like everything's empty. Yeah. there's The, the place is completely picked clean. There are no living people there. Also, no walkers. And so they head back out to where the campsite was, where they find a couple of cars, and it looks like there was an explosion. And they also find a big sheet with the number 427 spray-painted on it. And that, of course, is very curious, because we've already seen a flag, mm-hmm. or a, a sheet or a flag, which said, what, 51? Yeah. And so it's like, what is this? And then Madison finds inside uh madison or alicia are checking out these these uh these big silos and inside one of these burnt out cars she sees a little can mm-hmm. it's like cherries um or some, yeah pork and beans or something like that and but it's fresh yeah and so she's like there's somebody here so she radios to strand and, and lucy and they're, they're going to keep looking she comes around a corner and um, it's Dharma. It's Dharma. Dharma and Greg. It's amazing. No, no, um, <laughs> no Greg. Greg is not there. Greg got Greg got eaten by the zombies. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. It's Jenna Elfman, and she is. Uh, she's she's a little stressed out. Yeah. She's having a bad day. And and Madison's like, hang on, you're all right. We're not here to hurt you. We we were sent here by a little girl. Do you know a little girl named Charlie? And and she's like. No, I don't know a little girl. Just leave me alone. I want to move on. Give Let's, me your keys. Give yeah. me your keys. And, and of course, uh, Madison is holding her walkie-talkie in her hand, yeah. and she's hitting the call button. Mm-hmm. And so Strand, you know, it's three in a, three bursts in a row, and Strand and, and Lucy come running. Um, and basically everyone kind of converges around her, and they're trying to calm her down, and she's just like, back away, you know, leave me alone. Um and she makes a bolt for the uh, top of one of the silos. And she gets up there, and there's a couple things you notice. First, there's two speakers sitting on top of the silos. A big hole. Yeah, a big hole. And she's backing away, but she's not, like, at the edge. The roof is still weak there, and mm-hmm. it gives in, and she falls in. Into some kind of fluid. Some kind of fluid. And I don't. it's hard to tell what this is, because... Based on the door that they have, it's the kind of hatch where it looks like you'd have a physical thing in there. Like uh, a grain silo or yeah. something? And But it's once you get inside, it's kind of black and oily. And it could be water, which has just got walkers in it, because there's a lot of walkers in the water. And if it's oil, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird. But it's, it's like a, black, gooey stuff. Yeah, an unknowable sludge. It's gross. But it's full of walkers. And Jenna Elfman is there going, this is not going well. And Madison jumps it mm-hmm. because Madison is Madison, and Strand and, and um, Alicia are trying to to break open the the door, but of course it's rusted shut. And so there's this bit where you see the fighting inside the the silo, and they finally get it open, and it's zombie soup. It's all poor slurry. Ugh. It's just you know that wonderful thing that that fluids and waters and things do to zombies, and everyone's just covered in this stuff. And everybody's okay. Yeah. So meanwhile, back at the Diamond, Nick is getting more and more paranoid. And so he decides, he and Charlie decide that he needs to go out and look for them. So Charlie opens the gate, and Nick is in his truck about to go look for them. And he 
starts to have a bit of a panic attack. Now, we will also like to point out here that he looks at Charlie and says, can you open the gate? And she says yes. And then she goes and opens the gate. No one stops the child from opening the gate right. or Nick from leaving in the middle of the night. Nobody, Nobody. sits there and goes, hey, guys. This what? is a bad idea. What are you doing? What are you doing? Nobody does this. Um, which is, and I looked over at you and I went, Oh, this was going so well. Yeah. And here's the stupid again. Right. And well, the kid opens the gate, and she's standing there, and I was like, instantly eaten by monsters? Yeah. <laughs> because they're part of the a weird part of like the security that they have at the Diamond is they've got like 15 or so walkers wandering around in the, in the parking lot. They show when they're leaving uh, to go out on this little uh, reconnaissance mission, is they basically take one of the the baseball launchers mm-hmm. for batting practice, and they fire basically a, a, an exploding baseball into uh, the parking lot, so they makes a noise so that the walkers converge on it, so they can drive out. So there's walkers wandering around. Mm-hmm. We saw another scene where there's a walker right outside the wall, and so it's like, why on earth are you just standing there with the door open? Right. <laughs> But nothing, nothing bad happens. Right. Except that Nick has a panic attack, and when he's driving out, a walker kind of comes and taps on the glass. License and registration, please. Uh, and so he panics and drives it into a column. Right. But luckily, Strand's new boyfriend is standing up on the wall. Because apparently someone's taking, on guard. Taking, popping off walkers and... Nick gets out, and they're running, and then Madison and... Yeah, he's like, there's a walker right behind him, but all of a sudden the truck runs over the walker. Like, Nick, what are you doing? He's like, I was just going for a stroll. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody gets back inside, and Jenna Elfman's character's name is Naomi. Mm-hmm. And Naomi is patching Nick up, and he's like, so what are you, a nurse? And she's like, yes, as a matter of fact... Uh, trauma and ICU. And we should also note at this point, she is still covered with black sludge stuff. Uh-huh. And she is stitching up uh, uh, Nick's forehead. So um, at this point, Nick should be thanking her for the head infection that he's <laughs> yeah. just developed because she did not clean off her hands. Right. And so then Madison shows up and she's like, hey, you can totally stay with us if you want. And Naomi's like, I don't know. And then Madison's like, we have a shower. And she's like, hot water? And Madison's like, yeah. (laughs) And, no, no, I'm sorry, folks. You do not get your first Fear the Walking Dead shower scene. Sorry. A bunch of RVs start pulling up. Like, food trucks and, like, an ambulance. Because Lucy's up on the... Lucy's up on the... On the parapet? What are we... They're getting the truck. They're getting the truck that Nick tried to... Yeah, they're trying to bring the the truck back in. And... And Lucy is talking to the, the guy uh, who likes Strand, and, and she's basically saying, you know, all right, come on in. And he's like, so, uh, did, did he say anything about me? Did he tell you anything? And she's like, um. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, look, I don't. I think the problem is, is that he, it's not that he doesn't like you. It's like he's afraid you're not going to like him when you get to know him. And, of course, Strand being Strand, he's got a point. True. Strand is kind of a terrible person. Right. Uh, but I think a good chunk of this episode seems to be implying that they're all trying to get past their past. Right. 
They're trying not to be such terrible people anymore. Right. Lucy basically says, "You guys, you guys have got to get inside." Right. And she goes, "Leave the truck. Get inside now." And they turn, and as they look around, lights come on, mm-hmm. and suddenly all these trucks come rolling in. And again, this is one of those things where, I, I, and I know, I know, I mentioned this like every damn episode. The amount of gas these things are burning. These are all gas guzzling vehicles. None of these are the kind of cars or trucks that need that you know are fuel efficient. So I don't know where the hell they're getting their gas, but they all come roaring in and they run back inside and they're all just watching on on, on top of their 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 fence. And this little truck pulls up, or this little car pulls up, a vintage car. I think it's an El El Camino because it's the it's a car, but it's also got the trunk bed truck bed in the back. Yeah. And, and so this guy gets out, he like gets his bike, and some walkers like wandering up to him, and he's like just like eh. starts playing some music on a tape deck, and like starts riding in circles around the walkers, and they're very confused. Everyone's just like, "What is happening? <laughs> yeah, here? like is this the new undead circus? What's right. going on?" And, but then he rides his his uh, bike up a ramp into the back of a truck, and. All the walkers follow the music in, and they close the back of the truck, and he gets out of the front of the truck, and he takes a sheet, and he tacks it to the trunk, and he writes a 12 on it, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And this other guy gets out of one of the, gets out of a bus, and he gets a chair and some beer, and he sits there down and waits. And they're all just kind of looking at him, and Madison's like, no, I'm gonna don't take care of this bullshit. So again, they open the gate completely open. Yeah, I'm, which, this is something I've noticed. These communities need to do like the little door. Yeah, <laughs> inside the big gate. Oh yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, anyway, so Madison's still covered in gore, and so she walks up and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Hi, I am here." To wait for your community to fail so we can steal all your stuff. You have a choice. You can give us all your stuff, or we can just wait for you to die. So it's not like the saviors where they come in and demand your things. They come in and they say, if you give them to us now, you can become part of us. Mm-hmm. Or we can just wait for whatever is causing you to have a problem to kill you. Because apparently the explosion at the silos was something, uh, a valve wasn't completely yeah. adjusted or something. And he said, we, we warned those people that that was going to happen, and they didn't listen. And hopefully you'll listen to us, because we heard about your weevil problem, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, wait, Aww. what? And at first I was like, well, they are just using walkie-talkies, and if they're in, within walkie-talkie range and on the same... Yeah, they could hear it. They could have heard it. But, but no, no, there's a spy in their midst. Little Charlie, sweet little Charlie, who everyone has decided... We're going to take care of this young lady. She needs help. We're going to be there for her. Is a plant. Mm. She's a quizzling. She's a member of the bad guys. Yeah. She comes running out. He's like, hey, kid. Found some records for you. Get in the bus. Nice job. And she's like, it's like, great kid. Found her. She turns out to be a really good at doing this. And Madison's like, awesome. Right, and here's here's I will tell you this is part of the thing that like told me that there's been a there there's been a change in Madison in the last year or so Mm -hmm. because Madison who was at the dam yeah he would not have gotten out the 
well, we'll just wait here until you die. Oh, yeah, she would have straight up murdered him. She like would have shot him in the head. And, like, he would have said, you're going to give us all our stuff. And she would have been like, <laughs> no. And then shot him in the head. Yeah. And then, you know, then that, that would be the end of it. But instead, she lets this thing happen in her parking lot. And so she's like, we're not going anywhere. And she turns around and walks away. We've, we've built something here. And you could, and he's, she says, you know, we found a better way. And he's just like, he's like, oh, you think you're better than us? And she's like, no, I said we found a better way. Because mm-hmm. unfor- I've, I've been out there and I know. I what, was like you. Yeah. Never like, never like him. Well, no. Because these are like some hipster dudes with their lawn chairs and their cases of beer and. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, okay, you have to have conflict on these mm-hmm. shows. You'd have to have conflict. So you have to have bad guys. But they're just this, another example of why, of what, of what the post-apocalypse always looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, at least these guys are more polite about it. You know, they're not Negan-level awful, but we find out later that, that, that you know, uh, Alicia calls them the vultures. And they're, clearly, that's what they are. It doesn't seem to be like a really like crazy hard siege because Lucy had gone out when she went out. Nick asked her if she could find a book for Charlie, right? Because she had read the book she had with her, and so while they're out, Lucy ended up finding a copy of The Little Prince, and so Lucy just like walks. Well, first of all, everybody's kind of worried about what they're going to do, but then they hear Madison downstairs and she's building. On that room that she was going to give to Charlie. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of starts helping her. Except for Lucy who finds this book. And like walks right up into the, the vultures camp. And like Charlie sees Lucy. And Lucy sees Charlie. And Charlie puts the book down. And turns around and goes back. And it's just like. Yeah. Well it's, they literally are just waiting for them to start starving. And it looks like the, the crops are continuing to go bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Because like this guy said. You know. Weevils are nasty. They'll get into everything. You're going to give in eventually. You're either going to give in or you're going to die. And we don't have to lift a finger. Mm-hmm. We just have to wait for you. And it is kind of a slow motion siege without any, you know, they're just there. And I'm looking at this and I looked over at you and I went, are they surrounding the no. stadium? They're, well, they're all just in front. They just parked like a little spot. And they obviously don't care if they come or go. Yeah, and I was just like... You know, this is Madison we're talking about. Why isn't she sneaking out the back and circling around and killing them all in their sleep? I mean, this is... Right. I mean, it's just, it's... It's one of those things where you look at this and go, this actually, it's dramatic and it looks cool, but it's... But I think It's that, weird. I think that it's exactly what I just said. We are being told by actions, by Madison's actions of not just wiping these people off the face of the planet, that she's trying not to be that person. Well, but the thing, but the, I, I would argue, and we'll see what happens as as next up, you know, over the next episodes. But I would argue that there's a difference between being she who kills all before her mm-hmm. and someone who is protecting her community. From people who are literally waiting for them to die, but they haven't done anything like this. Is I, I can understand the waiting because right now it's like, oh, we've just got some super obnoxious new neighbors. <laughs> like they apparently weren't even like playing. 
you know, obviously they're not playing any loud music because that'll draw walkers towards them. They're right, just sitting yeah. out in the parking lot watching. Yeah. So, like, let them sit out in the parking lot and watch. I mean, nobody tried. Lucy walked right up in there and nobody even tried to stop her. Yes, I know. But, I don't know, it's just, it's it's the kind of thing where basically there's no attempt to stop these people mm-hmm. who are clearly armed, who clearly want your things. Um, yes, they're just waiting for a bad, for something to happen inside and for them to give up or die. But still, they are a legitimate threat. And mm, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I think... I am, not, I am not defending the Madison as monster archetype. I yeah. think that we are we are not being set up for these these vulture people to be anything but like a flash in the pan. Because the end of the, the episode ends with Nick and Alicia and Strand and Lucy finding Morgan and Al and John John Dory. John Dory. It always has to be John Dory. And they find <laughs> the, the flag and they're like, are you with these people? Are you with the vultures? And Althea's like, no, we just found that. And, and, and Alicia's like, show me where you found it. So we're going back to the trailer park. Yeah. Um, the mobile home place. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The I'm very curious about, of course, I'm sure the vultures don't have they don't call themselves that that would be oh well, i don't know maybe they do it seems like an unlikely thing but it's very interesting how they have basically they box up the walkers mm-hmm. they contain them and they put a sign indicating how many are in there and i'm curious as to the reasons why well maybe they use them as as like if this if this little mini pacifist siege doesn't work out Maybe they know, well, we can drive down the road and there's 427 walkers here. Mm-hmm. And we can lead 427 walkers back to this place. Very possible. It's very possible. It seems, it just, I'm, I'm, at some point I imagine we're going to get some sort of explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, although it would be interesting if we didn't. That would be kind of, I mean, because... You know, Remember the wolves? Yeah. That is what I always, that's what I always go back to. Like, oh, we thought this was going to be a threat. No. Nope. <laughs> well, it's it's an interesting place for them to end because the ep- episode basically just stops with them driving away. Mm-hmm. And you looked over and went, is, is that actually it? It's like, yeah, all right. So it was, you know, it's the pace of this episode and the, the, the tendency overall of the episode to tell us information without being a big info dump. Mm-hmm. It was little tiny pieces. So if you've watched the show... You know that Strand is talking about when he says, um, you know, uh, what, you know, I don't know why she took me back in after what I did. Mm-hmm. We know what he did, but you don't have to know for that scene to work. Right. If this if this was a person who had never watched Fear the Walking Dead before, you would be, oh, well, you wouldn't be like, what? I don't understand. You'd be intrigued yeah, to find you, out. You'd, you wouldn't need to know what that was to know that there was something in his past. And yet, he and Madison get along just fine right now. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, and Madison says, I used to be like you to these people. You know, he, she, there's there's enough backstory given without having to sit there and go, and then we did this, and then we did mm-hmm. this, and then we did this. The flashbacks we get of Nick on the dam um, are enough to indicate that something happened that left him somewhat skittish and afraid to be out in the world. And... If you were to come in completely fresh on this show, you could do it now. This this season, you could do that. If you mm-hmm. don't, in fact, honestly, if you had never seen any Walking Dead show, 
you could have come in at the last episode. And you still have been coming at this one. Yeah, and and you could. So I'm actually I'm going to say this, folks. It's going to be on record. I'm enjoying we're two episodes in. Don't trust it. It mm-hmm. could all go wrong from here. But I'm actually enjoying this season so far. Oh, so far, I think this is actually pretty good. I think I, I I think that we have to look forward to these 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 people are not going to last as by the time you know either they're going to be gone by the time Morgan gets there or they're going to be gone quickly after Morgan gets there <laughs> because he is absolutely not about to fight another war. No, no, and I think it's I think. What concerns me is I don't really want... <sighs> the cycle of this show has been crisis, move on, crisis, move on, crisis, move on. Mm-hmm. Burn wherever it was that you just stopped to the ground. Everyone becomes a little more of a monster as they go. Except for Alicia. And if we have broken that and we're doing going to do a different kind of thing, which these two episodes seem to imply we have. Mm -hmm. I am on board with this. But if this turns into another, well, so much for the stadium, let's move on to the next town. Like, uh, didn't we just do this for three years? I don't think they're going to because I think Alexandria was 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 basically an experiment on the part of the Walking Dead corporation (laughs) to be like, if we... Settle down mm-hmm. in one spot. Can we still tell compelling stories? And since we realized that we have and can, I think maybe we can do that with Fear the Walking Dead. Well, and I mean, it, I hope you're right because the big complaint that you and I have had for, oh my God, eight years now is the fact that this the future of the Walking Dead universe is so grim. And so bereft of hope. And Fear the Walking Dead was worse Mm -hmm. than The Walking Dead for that. And basically the idea that, you know, you all have to become monsters to to survive. And we're going to just, everything's going to be destroyed. And families are going to be ruined. And all these Mm -hmm. things. You know, the the grimness of The Walking Dead was magnified in Fear the Walking Dead. And over on The Walking Dead, we have this hope spot Mm -hmm. where... The war is over, and Rick's talking about a positive future, and, you know, building this world. And it'd be really nice if we could have that over on Fear the Walking Dead. Because, again, in the real world, in situations where cities are devastated, and, you know, hurricanes and and flooding and all these things, people actually do help each other. Mm -hmm. It doesn't devolve into tribalism. It doesn't devolve into... Every man for himself, and, and only the terrible people survive. Uh, real in the real world, good people band together to help other people. That's what happens. And if we're actually going to see that in Fear of the Walking Dead, I would love it. I, I, I it's a lot to ask for, mm. but I'd love. It. Yep, me too. Not sure I buy your enthusiasm. There. I'm very tired. You're very tired. Very, very tired. Well, More tired than I normally am on the show. Well, um, you know. Because I drove. I've been, I'm listening to Armistead Maupin's bio, his memoir yes. in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's fun. All right, then. It's one of my favorite writers. Well, he's an excellent writer. 
Well, folks, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Zompocalypse Now. We'll be back next week with more of Fear of the Walking Dead, and we'll see where this show goes. You know, it's it's we've we've complained from early on with Fear of the Walking Dead what this show was doing wrong. It looks like they're doing something right. Let us know what you think. Uh, we come find us on Facebook. So Apocalypse Now has a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin and I are both on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We keep talking about doing a Apocalypse Now Twitter account. We have not yet done that uh, because we're, I don't know, we just haven't done it. Uh, but perhaps that'll happen. Um, if you are listening to us on iTunes, if you can please rate or comment. That's how we know that people are listening to our show there. We'd love to hear your thoughts about Fear of the Walking Dead. If you're watching this show, what you think of this season. We'd love to have the feedback. So thank you guys again for listening. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And we will see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.